A reading from Isaiah. Shout out, do not hold back, lift up your voice like a trumpet. Announce to my people their rebellion, to the house of Jacob their sins. Yet day after day they seek me and delight to know my ways, as if they were a nation that practiced righteousness and did not forsake the ordinance of their God. They ask of me righteous judgments. They delight to draw near to God. Why do we fast, but you do not see? Why humble ourselves, but you do not notice? Look, you serve your own interest on your fast day and oppress all your workers. Look, you fast only to quarrel and to fight and to strike with a wicked fist. Such fasting as you do today will not make your voice heard on high. Is such the fast that I choose, a day to humble oneself? Is it to bow down the head like a bulrush and to lie in sackcloth and ashes? Will you call this a fast, a day acceptable to the Lord? Is not this the fast that I choose? To loose the bonds of injustice, to undo the thongs of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house when you see the naked? to cover them, and not to hide yourself from your own kin. Then your light shall break forth like the dawn, and your healing shall spring up quickly. Your vindicator will go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rearguard. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer me. Answer. You shall cry for help, and he will say, Here I am. If you remove the yoke from among you, the pointing of the finger, the speaking of evil, if you offer your food to the hungry and satisfy the needs of the afflicted, then your light shall rise in the darkness and your gloom be like the noonday. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your needs in parched places and make your bones strong. And you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water, whose waters never fail. Your ancient ruins will be rebuilt. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations. You shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to live in. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. A reading from the second letter of Paul to the Corinthians. We entreat you on behalf of Christ to be reconciled to God. For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. As we work together with him, we urge you also not to accept the grace of God in vain. For he says, at an acceptable time, I have listened to you, 
and on a day of salvation I have helped you. See, now is the acceptable time. See, now is the day of salvation. We are putting no obstacle in anyone's way so that no fault may be found with our ministry. But as servants of God, we have commended ourselves in every way through great endurance, in afflictions, hardships, calamities, beatings, imprisonments, riots, labors, sleepless nights, hunger. By purity, knowledge, patience, kindness, holiness of spirit, genuine love, truthful speech, and the power of God with the weapons of righteousness for the right hand and for the left, in honor and dishonor, in ill repute and good repute. We are treated as impostors and yet are true, as unknown and are yet well known, as dying and see we are alive, as punished and yet not killed, as sorrowful, yet always rejoicing, as poor, yet making many rich, as having nothing, and yet possessing everything. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Jesus said, Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them. For then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret. Your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. Whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door Pray to your Father who is in secret. Your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so as to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that your fasting may be seen not by others, but by your Father who is in secret. Your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust consumes and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Beginning in the second century, 
men and women began to flee the complexity of Roman society, and they would go out to the desert in the area of what is modern-day Syria, modern-day Egypt, parts of what we now call the Holy Land, they would sometimes gather together in community. They would sometimes retreat to caves and to their own simple cells and live as hermits. They were trying to get from a complicated life to a simple life. And this Ash Wednesday, as we have worked so hard to pull together a service for a scant handful of people today, having battled my way up 101 and back to fetch my daughter because of a lack of family planning in terms of schedules, having dealt with the temptations to swear at everyone else who's on the road who seems to be in my way, having wondered how I'm going to get everything done this week that needs to have been done yesterday and yet having more meetings tomorrow. Fleeing to the desert is a temptation. Fleeing the complicated life. But for those of us who are called to stay, we are reminded that Lent helps us get back to the trunk of our tree as people of faith asks us to get back to the source of our sap that starts to flow in the springtime, that pushes out buds for new life, that reminds us of what is important, what is of true value in life. When I was preparing to take first vows in the Brotherhood of St. Gregory over six years ago. My mentor, who was a long-standing member of the community, life professed, having mentored numerous brothers through their formation process, wrote me something that I will never forget. He said to me, now you get to begin again. And, he added, so do I. which struck me as quite profound. And it's something that if you were to look at the sayings of the desert mothers and fathers, comes up over and over and over again. Even as they're sitting in their caves and weaving baskets to make their living, and reading through the Psalms and chanting prayers and sitting in silence for long periods of time, Many of them write about what it means to begin again, to start over from the beginning, no matter how long they've been hard at it. It's our progressive conceit that makes us think that somehow the spiritual life is a layer of ability and skills, layer upon layer upon layer upon layer, and that we get better at it the more we do it. 
well, if we get better at anything at all, it should be learning how to begin again. To go back to the trunk of the tree, the basis of our faith. To reach out and touch again the hem of our beloved Savior's robe and embrace the simplicity of his teaching, love of God, love of neighbor, full stop. Nothing more is demanded of us than that, and yet that simple teaching is perhaps the most difficult thing that any of us will ever try to accomplish in our lives. And so Lent reminds us to begin again. No matter how long we have been hard at our rule of life, whatever that may be, our common rule is our baptismal covenant. And it calls us into that place of love that God offers us, even in the midst of our complicated and busy lives, even in the tangles with traffic and all the things we have forgotten to do and all the things that we have done even when we shouldn't have. Lent is about beginning again. so that the sap may flow and the buds may push forth. And what God has planted in our lives may begin to bloom afresh. So, Lent begins. Are you ready to begin again? Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing community welcoming those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You may reach us by phone at 415-388-1907, search for us online, or visit our website at OurSaviorMillValley.org. We wish you God's peace. We hope to greet you in person very soon.